a couple of alcoholics named me Kelsey. It's a, so awesome to be here, see all of you. Um, I think the, so the part that I chose to read um, is on page 265. It's on step 11. Um, it says, this is where we find out what ACA recovery looks like. We begin to see that recovery is the noticeable freedom from the damaging effects of the laundry list traits. We realize our step work has brought some measure of healing from the trauma and neglect of our childhood. We intuitively rely on the steps and ACA meetings to face every situation in our lives. We rely upon God as we understand God for sure footing. With emotional sobriety, Reparenting ourselves becomes a reality in our lives. We love ourselves. The proof of emotional sobriety can be found in our relationships with others and with God as we understand God. If our relationships are still controlling and without feelings or trust, we must reconsider the strength of our emotional sobriety. True emotional sobriety brings a connectedness to ourselves and to others. This connectedness in relationships is characterized by expressed feelings, trust, mutual respect, and an acknowledgement that higher power is real. We realize we don't need to chase after others to soothe our childhood fear of abandonment. We begin to see that we bring our true selves to our relationships. We have something to offer that is different than unhealthy dependence. This is what ACA recovery looks like. It addresses our rupture from our primary relationship with our family. This is the relationship template that has colored every relationship going forward. A demonstration of ACA recovery and emotional sobriety must show that we have changed the pattern of our lives. We live with feelings, spirituality, and with our true identity. I think I really wanted to share about that because I think a lot of newcomers ask like what does sobriety look like in this program and so I thought that that was like really important um so when it comes to me let's see ACA huh uh, my parents drug of choice were like booze pills heroin codependent to toxicity between each other and um withholding love from their kids <laughs> I uh I grew up in chaos and because I grew up with the philosophy don't talk don't trust don't feel I did what I had to do to survive as a kid and that left me with a whole lot of stuff as an adult <laughs> the feeling that like I recall most from my childhood was just this feeling of really really wanting a hug just like desperately wanting and craving love and never receiving it and if if ever i didn't feel invisible um i was just being told by my family that like you're the rock of this family like it's your responsibility like take care of everything you know like um I, I had to pick up my sister from jail. I had to make sure that she got to the courthouse on time. I had to make sure that, like, we had enough to eat because um, my parents didn't have enough food in the house. Like, I had to, like, make sure 
I had to handle everything when, whenever my mom would call the police on my dad, had to handle it. You know, I, I had to, to show up for my mom when she was crying. Uh, I had to apologize for things that weren't my fault. I was shown over and over again that like I had to earn my value by losing myself and my wants and my needs that love was conditional. And because I rarely received like affirmation or praise for literally anything, I learned that no matter what I did, it was never gonna be good enough for that love to stay. That like, I, no matter what I did, I'd always fall short and that I was never going to be enough. And I think the most incredible gift that this program has taught me is that so many things that I learned growing up were lies. Sometimes, and because it's so deep rooted, sometimes my own brain will lie to me. But the truth is that my higher power loves me unconditionally. And because I see that happening, I can love myself without condition. The more that I see my higher power just giving me love freely, it shows me that I can give that to myself. Like I receive, the way that it works for me is that like I receive that love from my higher power. My loving parent receives it, divvies it up between everybody else, <laughs> listens to what everyone else has to say, my entire inner family. And uh, I am that vessel of love. And I get to like love this in this child inside of me. And I learned that I was born worthy of love. Even when I make mistakes, I'm still lovable. It doesn't have to be earned. It's just always there. There's a steady flow of it available to me at any time and whenever I want. And like before this program, I was just afraid of everything. <laughs> I was afraid to live my life. I outsourced the relationship with my parents for like romantic connections, oftentimes just like recreating the toxicity and the abandonment that I received as a child, which is like crazy. It's literally the definition of insanity is doing something over and over and expecting different results. I was just dating people who were exactly like my parents, which is crazy, <laughs> but I didn't know any better. So being like really self-reliant as a child resulted in practicing unhealthy dependence as an adult because I just wanted other people to make decisions and live my life for me because I was afraid. And I lived in like this state of dissociation and I ran from myself for such a long time. It just felt like running from like, ah, oh, thank you so much. I see that. It just felt from like, it felt like running from this really huge storm and recovery looked like turning around, realizing it wasn't as scary as I thought it was, uncovering it all like Nancy Drew, and then just loving what I found. Everything used to be like black and white. Either I felt like I was like better than everyone. I was like, oh, I'm like the only good person I know, which the people that I was surrounding myself with, eh. but 
I felt like I was morally superior to everybody. I was like, oh, I'm the only good person in this world of, of terrible people. Or it would be the exact opposite, where I was just like, wow, I'm literally the biggest piece of dump that this world has ever seen. Um, and I don't even, it's so, I'm so terrible, I don't even deserve to be allowed on this planet. <laughs> Like, I truly believe that if I stopped working this program or if I never found it, that's how my disease would take me out. It would happen slowly and it would take over my brain and I wouldn't be safe from myself anymore. And that's what keeps me coming back to these meetings is literally my will to live. <laughs> I, need, I need this program to live. <laughs> And I don't know, my disease is constantly telling me that like, I need to worry and that I, there's something to be afraid of and I really got to worry about it and I need to utilize my mind to come up with a solution immediately or I'm going to be unhappy <laughs> and that'll be the only thing that make me feel better. But because that's the brain's job is to like find solutions. But I think it's up to me whether I want my disease to give it an anxiety attack <laughs> Or to like use higher power and meditation, ACH holds to like give my mind a break. And because um, every job you've you've ever been to, you, you get you get a break at work. And I I need to give myself my, that solving problem part of my brain a break too. And through a relationship with higher power, like I've come to believe that I can come up with so many things to fuss over. But I'll, what I will never find is a reason, a reason to worry. When I worry, all I need is like a reminder of faith. Like, see, I have this post note right here on my desk. It just says, who is in charge of your life? Because if it's me, I definitely, I do have a reason to worry. <laughs> then I'm left. But since... For me, higher power is the one that's running the show. I can give it all, all away. And it'll either be resolved or higher power will let me know how to handle it. But I'm not the one in the control of my life. <laughs> and it's the most freeing thing in the world. <laughs> like there is nothing that happens in my outer world that can't be resolved or at least made to feel a little less painful by working this program, by meditation, you know, like my prayer like for me my entire life feels easier when I just remember to light a candle sit on the ground and take conscience conscious breaths in and out it seems like the easiest thing in the world but it's the most like life-changing thing for me in the world and my disease guides me to my false self which is like pain shame fear anger that that ego is masking and what my higher power does for me is guides me away from the false self and I just allow every part of me to feel my feelings and I feel better. I think I love, I love being of service. If there are any newcomers here, I would maybe not newcomers, but you know, if anyone's looking to step up and be of service, I recommend it for everything because I, I share a meeting every Monday. I go to in-person meetings. I, I'm service in every way that I can. And there was a shift that happened from when I was a child, when I had overdeveloped some responsibility, that now 
I'm able to love myself first and now it feels good to show up. I run a little group of doing where I work with my fellows doing the loving parent guidebook together and it is like amazing. I can utilize my higher power, working the steps, journaling, gratitude lists, mirror work, working with my sponsor, prayer, meditation, and checking in with my inner family. I've like redefined the word family and now it's just like all of these beautiful parts of me. And I've redefined the word home and now it's just like this sensation of serenity that I can carry with me all the time. And I'm, I'm learning to sort of like love and integrate each part of me. And, you know, that unhealthy dependence turned into just being mindful of who I allow into my life. And like when I began dating my current partner, I had a list of things that I was looking for in a partner. And I was like, I don't want anything less than this. And my partner has exceeded my expectations every single day. And we've been together two and a half years and I still am like blown away that higher power brought this person into my life. It's still amazing. I mean, it's a person, right? <laughs> but I still have like, I get impressed with the human beings that are in my life. And, um, I don't know. I, um, I've had uh, resentments for people in my life. And one of the biggest things that I changed was like, just, I stopped calling them, pardon my language if cursing is triggering. I stopped being like, all these people are assholes. And then I started being like, oh wait, are they assholes or are they spiritually sick? And also what is my role? Because one of the most freeing things in the world for me is just realizing what I have done. I'm like, oh yeah, I completely wasn't even looking at this thing. But like, I'm definitely responsible for that. <laughs> Cleaning up my side of the street. Thank you so much. Anyways, I don't know, I'm literally obsessed with ACA. Um, I get to like, I get to like reparent myself. I get to kill from my past. I, and every day is like this opportunity to just like fall in love with myself. Which if you, if you talked about this program, if you talk, if you said that to like, just people in the everyday world, they'd be like, what? That's weird. You're weird. I would be like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just like, I hug my inner kid and I tell her like, it's okay to have fun. Cause I think that's like the most important part of this program for me is like, go have fun. Yeah. Do the work. And then afterwards, Go have fun. <laughs> I didn't get to for such a long time. Now I do. I get to watch like her come out of her shell and she's just like having fun. And I get to tell my inner child that being perfect is impossible, but that you're human. And being human is better than being perfect. And um, they're going to be fine. Thanks.